Hello and welcome to the Babble GAA um, podcast. We're just going to run it along on our Sports Babble channel, so it's not going to change. It's just going to be our GAA edition, um, as the GAA summer has fully exploded on into our lives. Yes. With the weekend, um, they we're primarily going to focus a lot on what's going on up north here in Ulster, but obviously with the huge game that happened yesterday in McHale Park. Um, and some of the other big games that are going to be happening in provincial championships uh, down the line we will look at what's happened elsewhere uh, and we probably will start with Mayo Galway yeah um, it's just myself and Brenton hello Brenton hello um, a down man and our man man talking about GAA this this could get interesting it could go wrong it could go wrong it would have been good if we'd done it last year <laughs> would have been good um, but uh, yeah this this could go horribly wrong for one of us uh, yeah so Mayo just like it went horribly wrong for our man, Grove Park. Yeah. Last year, which we were at in the pouring rain against Rome. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed myself that day. But, um, <laughs> sure you did. Yeah. There's I, a, a touch of pathetic fallacy about that. Just my emotions, the same as the weather. <laughs> it was a good laugh uh, up until the completion of that match and then yourself and Jake didn't speak the whole way home more or less. <laughs> we were buzzing all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are going to be thrown again. It's back in the good old days. Yeah. And that did not that happen. Quickly evaporated in front of our very eyes. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and then we watched Dublin put on display against uh, Monaghan that day. <laughs> but yes, um, in McHale Park yesterday, Galway yet again put Mayo to the sword. Yeah, it seems to keep happening. Yeah, it does. The last three years, they seem to have their number. Even though people, you know, keep under seem to keep underestimating Galway going in against Mayo, you know. Mayo would be seen as the more high profile side, mm-hmm. um, naturally. Um, you know, Especially the way they've got on the last three or four yeah, years. Like. You know, the progress they've made. But in that fixture, it just seems that, as you said, Galway have their number. Um, it was <clears throat> not an open and expansive game that many probably would have thought it would be um, compared to uh, the Donegal Calvin game, mm-hmm. which it turns out was. Um, quite open and expansive which was interesting I thought because you know people some people uh, south of the border um, sort of brand Ulster football as you know negative and do you mean everyone south of the border is that what you meant to say <laughs> I, I was trying to be sort of no no there's no niceties here let's get, let's get straight to it <laughs> yeah the day though like um Especially, um, the successful teams. It seems that you know, our ma back in the day, um, where as soon as you got the ball past you know your own forty five, they attacked you basically, and three four men to one tackle, um, and then thrown with the success they have had. It seems that people don't want to give them the, the credit or something for it so they're just saying oh you're just being negative and defensive and, and you're just even Donegal Donegal Jim McGuinness yeah. gets absolutely uh, kicked from, yeah from pillar to the post and I thought that was amazing when they won it that year like and I was truly fully behind them like yeah um, but yeah no it, 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 well we will talk about that game in a little bit it was interesting that game was the one that had the most scores and yeah um, 
it didn't seem to be too much the Fenham was going on yeah, I especially think, from Gavin especially from Gavin I think Manny and we obviously we'll touch on this in a minute I think Manny McGlennon will be rightly pissed off with yeah. what's happened there but knowing Manny McGlennon from BMIP pitcher back in the day he will make the lads do runs like to say yeah he'll not be too chuffed no he won't um, but it, it was interesting like I thought I actually thought Galway fully deserved it Um the goal I sort of seen sometimes is as really super duper defensive and they'll just suck you in and then wait to um, go at you on the counter-attack sort of a thing and, and certainly they've got an unbelievable player in forward Damien Comer like mm. he's unbelievable he also looks to be the strongest man that's ever seen in Ireland I'd like to see him yeah. and Tag Furlong wrestle <laughs> he looks um, like he's out of the adventures <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> massive like, he looks like he has blown his t-shirt up with air before yeah. he goes out yeah. um, and like, there's a point in the game where he held on to the ball and I, it looked as though he'd edit. Yeah. Because uh, Aidan O'Shea couldn't get it off him and he kept it and kept it and kept it for ages. Yeah. Aidan O'Shea, Aidan O'Shea couldn't get it off him. No, and he was wrestling at him and Comer just lay on the ground holding on to it. But, and also, Galway, when they broke forward and when they got forward, they weren't just thumping it in high ball to Comer. They were playing it in for him to come into and win it. And I just I thought Galway were superb. They really showed yesterday that they have a little bit more about them than just sucking teams in and then trying to counter attack or just being this ultra super defensive team they really showed that they can um, they can score on the break and stuff and they can score from possession type football which is yeah. very interesting the game was a little, was very much overshadowed by probably two incidents uh, the sending off mm. to um, the younger O'Connor um, Dermot for a horrendous elbow to Paul Conroy he bust him. Yeah, it was just a reaction, wasn't it? It was a reaction, and I know people have been saying like, "Oh, he sort of just swung the elbow." It was an accident. I don't think it was an accident. I think he knew fine and rightly what he was, where he was aiming. Mm. Um, you know, you do know when you know yourself. When yeah, you're I've done it before pitch. in in in. Well, I played more hurling or even in soccer. There's I've, there's been a dirty elbow or whatever left in on me, or I've I've left something in or a clip or whatever. You know, yeah. you know right rightly. I'm not saying that. In any way, O'Connor was wasn't out to be nasty, out to hurt him. I just think in that split this uh, second, he swung his elbow back, and uh, he he meant to catch him where he catch him, and uh, unfortunately, and Conroy looked in a bad way. He looked dazed, like yeah. And then obviously, uh, t- the Tom Parsons injury, horrible, which horrible was absolutely injury. horrific. Um, and looks like it's ended his his championship. Yeah, and hopefully it's just his championship. Uh, I'm not. Uh, worse I've seen today that there was talk that he's had to go for more specialists um, I don't think the diagnosis was good really no um, um, from the sports bell we wish Tom Parsons the best because he's one of those players that he's always seems very honest so he's like a James Milner like nobody ever seems to really have a bad word to say about him right. or like a um, like a party song you know that type of thing and in the soccer world like everybody sort of think oh you know what he's an honest player Whatever and, and hopefully Thomas the speedy recovery because he was he was probably Mayo's best player. At you the know time. what I was just gonna say it, it was at a stage in the game where Mayo needed somebody like Tom Parsons to sort of push on and maybe you know give that extra five ten percent that he could have made the difference because I I think I was actually we watched the game I think I was saying the other time you know or as I was about to say um you know Mayo need to break through this you know because Galway were they were they obviously did come with a game plan and they were you know sitting you know maybe 10 12 men at times and behind the ball fair, fair enough like you know that's their tactics you can do what they want um, but Mayo needed to play through it and someone like Tom Porsche could do that because he's he's massive for a start and he can break through tackles and, and you know go for one twos and, and break through that wall that Galway had set up 
and it just came at an unfortunate time for him. Also, you know, Mayo missing Gillian O'Connor from the start was massive. Yeah. As well. Um, and I thought when he came on, he, he didn't offer much. No. It, it was strange. I don't actually know yet that, you know, the line is he's injured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't have played him if he wasn't injured, so that's fair enough. But he looked laboured. Yeah. When he came on, didn't have that effect that you would think he would have. I think his first shot dropped well short as well. Yeah. Which you don't expect from him. No. He's usually so accurate, and Mayo probably missed him even from a free taking point of view. And he's the captain as well. <clears throat> he's yeah. a talisman. Yeah. In the forward line, so. And as good as Ian O'Shea is, he, and as physical as he is, he, he seems sort of, I don't mean this in a bad way, but soft, you know. Mentally, like not a not a captain, not what I would uh, you know call a captain figure, really, um, and he had obviously fill in that role, um, but I didn't see the you know rallying of the troops at any stage when when they were behind or you know when they knew that they were you know going out, um, of the provincial championship, there was no there's no real drive from me I, I, I no towards the end, I know goal went on and got their goal, but. They did sort of limp out in the end, Mayo, didn't they? Yeah. Like it wasn't what we expected. Like, and I said, for the first, like, whatever, 30, 40 minutes, it was an intense game, and there was hits going in, and it was really, really a pressure cooker of a game, which we're used to watching Mayo. Yeah. They, they seem to just manage to drag themselves into these enthralling encounters, whether it ends one all or whether it ends 2.15 each or whatever, they yeah. just seem to drag themselves into these games. And then for them to sort of limp out, and I wonder maybe if the Tom Parsons injury had had an effect on some of the players. Mm-hmm. Aidan O'Shea was first in the scene when that happened and he like he'd seen obviously the the horrificness of um of what's going on there and he covered Tom Parsons' eyes and the moment look at it himself because yeah. he knew and I just wonder then if that had to sort of knock the, the wind could have been in the back of our heads yeah completely out of, for the rest of the game. And then, which is completely normal yeah uh, and that's not taking away from Galway I still think Galway deserved to win that game and Galway showed yesterday I think that you know what maybe they could be the team to take the mantle on and go after Dublin, and we don't know. Everyone's after Dublin, so we don't know. But yeah. um, certainly, like going forward, and we'll talk about this as well. The new format, the Super Eights. Yes. Galway are gonna be right in the mix for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a Galway win in the end, and really not the game we thought was gonna happen. No. Thought it was gonna be more exciting. Thought it was gonna be a lot more scores maybe. Um. It's a little. The only thing I would say for Mayo, looking as they did yesterday. Laboured, um, I would definitely say, um, yep. sort of missing a bit of spark, um, missing intensity to an extent, and that's worrying for you know going forward with, um, the qualifiers because the you have to play yeah. a lot of games if 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 you're male and you want to, um, push right on through into the super eights, which you know they will like. Um, they potentially have seven games. Potentially have seven games in nine weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's intense. Yeah, and at inter-county level, yeah. that's very intense. And, um, you know, there was talk yesterday about some of the um, the Mayo lads who, have, who were making their debuts, maybe not stepping up to that level. And when you have to go then through the qualifiers at inter-county level, some of those games that you have to play, you know, um, you're maybe travelling half the country to get there and you're at a small ground maybe poor um, surface etc that's that's tough like. and, and as you say the amount of games that they may have to play 
Um, is worrying based on yesterday's performance. Especially they're going to be without Tom Parsons, and they could be out with da- they could be without Damon O'Connor for a while as well. Yeah. Um. I we will as I say we'll mention our Super Eights predictions towards the end of the show, but I think this might be a bridge too far for this Mayo team. Yeah, and I've just realised that I did predict them to be in there, like, and I'm changing my mind. Like. <laughs> 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 I've just talked myself out of it. That's that's grand. That, that happens the best of us. Um, but the best, obviously, the most important football happens in Ulster. Always. Um, the best province, naturally, like, obviously. We're not biased at all. Do uh, you think it's the most competitive? Sorry, it's... Bu- this year? Um. Well, yeah, I think there's an argument, 100%, that it could be. I think there's possibly... I know, obviously, what happened to Calvin yesterday, but there would have been an argument that Armagh... I think um, Calvin and then certainly Monaghan, Donegal and Tyrone could all think about at least, well, getting to the final. The final. I think really, uh, truly, the Donegal, Monaghan and Tyrone could probably be the only ones that think they could win Ulster. That's no disrespect to Calvin or, or Armagh, but I certainly, you know, um, you wouldn't be too surprised if Armagh now go on. They'll have to beat, um, who's it? Uh, for Manna and then it had to be Tyrone or Monaghan and then they could face Donegal or Derry or whatever but yeah no it's I think it probably it probably would be the most competitive I think Leinster by a country mile uh, to win it is the least competitive but I think if you take Dublin out of Leinster that would be mm. an unbelievable championship like, who, who's going to win that like it'd just be mad I think Dublin should just go straight to the final and everyone else should just compete to get there well that's more or less what happens anyway but the, <laughs> hopefully the Super 8s will chin them at some point and somebody will catch them cold um, at the minute, yeah, I would argue in terms of the amount of teams that can win it, I would say Ulster's the most the be- the most competitive. Yeah. But as I say, I think if you took Dublin out of Leinster, that championship would be outrageous. Yeah. Who wins that? Like it would just be. Would be great. Yeah, it'd be really good. Donegal though, um, Donegal got relegated. Cavan got promoted. Naturally, everyone thought Donegal would ble- bleed in some new players, and Cavan were as well, obviously, but. People were thinking, you know what, if Calvin gets them on the hop here up in Bally Buffet. Now, before they went up yesterday, Donegal had won 20 games in a row, or gone unbeaten anyway, 20 games in a row in Bally Buffet, and they kept that going to 21. Yeah. Because they quite comfortably put Calvin to the sword. Yeah. First, um, I mean, I saw highlights of the game, well, extended highlights, but um, Calvin started quite well. Uh, Matty McLean would have been happy. Um, they went ahead a couple of times early on. Um, and then it was as if Donegal woke up <laughs> um, they were brilliant after that actually um, missed a couple of goal chances in the first half at Paddy McBeardy yeah ridiculously so do, and, and you would you put ha- your house on him uh, and you'd think like if he gets those later on in the summer he's going to bury those yeah I know, which is a surprise really that he was so open because Paddy Faulkner um, the fullback for Calvin He's an, an absolute specimen of human being. He's a brilliant, brilliant defender. I really, I think he's one of the best in Ulster. He's really, really good defender. But Big Brady found himself twice, like, with ample opportunity. Space to there. smash this into the back of the net yeah. and just couldn't capitalise. I mean, Donegal did have a couple of sort of nice, intricate moves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, involving Murphy, who was absolutely outstanding. Again, like, looks fit as well. Yeah. Which is quite scary. That's quite ominous. Yeah. Donegal looked ominous. The only thing I would say is it took them a while to wake up, but maybe that's just it's not. It's actually a preliminary around that game. Yeah. Don't forget. Um. So, you know, Donegal. I'm not saying Calvin was a warm up game, but 
it's maybe just done a golf out in their feet and then they'll kick on again when you know it's just you're it's smiling at me like and it's a scary thought like to think Derry next yeah Donegal really now they'll be thinking and their fans will be thinking that Calvin was probably their most difficult game on, on route to yeah. you know, the Ulster final yeah, anyway yeah. Um, so they now that they've you know got into their stride let's say um, you'd like to think they'll dispose of that side of the draw quite handy um, it's the other side of the draw that's tasty and enough. not only with uh, with Michael Murphy having a very solid game um, Michael Langan is it Lang- Langan's yeah he got three points and one of them was absolutely outstanding yeah his final point I think it was in the first half and he looks like he looks like a, a Mark Two sort of a he looks like a leaner mm. uh, sort of a Michael Murphy type player he's, he's tall and he's lean he's quick like to the height of him yeah They're obviously very strong and then they have those two and then they have Kieran Thompson yeah the McLoon yeah and then they have Hugh, the McFadden and then obviously the Paddy McBrady and then the Ryan McHugh yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, if Donegal can get that clicking, if Declan Warner can get that going, what showed yesterday, they beat Cavan, who, as I said, got promoted, and who Manny McLean has, will have them drilled to a point. Fitness wise, like Cavan, I, I thought Cavan would have maybe had too many legs, would have maybe run Donegal off the park a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they'd have beat Donegal, but I thought they would have really pushed them. You think, you know, from Cavan in general, but even Manny McLean as well, that. Calvin would have been slightly more physical would have been a wee bit more in Donegal's face yeah and they weren't at all they weren't which was disappointing I thought because it's what you would have maybe thought was Calvin's sort of only way to approach that game was to you know you would, you would imagine get in their face lads you know from the word go Donegal were slow to start so you know if Calvin had got in their face a wee bit more took advantage of, of going ahead um and continue that intensity long enough to you know see the game out that, that obviously was I mean Manny Glenn did admit after the game that um, Donegal were very good in the second half especially you know he said he said they needed to come out and have a good 10 minutes in the first half or in the start of the second half and they just didn't um, so Donegal were able to push on from there Donegal you know were very impressive in the second half the the kick two twenty, only three of those scores were from free kicks, um, which is pretty outstanding. But you know they did concede one fifteen. Yeah. Um, which is maybe the only thing that'll that'll worry them, um, going forward. You know if you concede one fifteen against Cavan, <coughs> what are you going to concede against you know Tyrone Monaghan, um, who you know definitely um have better scores and and more players who can kick scores um, but it was it was an ominous start I think yeah to blow them away like that um, in the preliminary round when everyone else was predicting that um, <laughs> it would be a lot closer a lot of people even predicting that Calvin could possibly beat it I, I did a thing um, on Saturday morning I did an Ulster prediction uh, I wrote it down myself and I had Calvin get to the Ulster final because right. they've done so well in Division 2 and they've come through and I just thought that they'd be kicking on with, with Manny McLean and this is sort of like Calvin have won they've won four Ulster titles in a row from 2011 under 21 titles mm. 
So like this team it was bound at some point it's gonna yeah. have to click. That crop of players should be really coming through by they, now. They yeah. should be they should be the team that everyone's looking at as well as Tyrone thinking right to hang on here. And that's a I think it's a bit of a step back now. Mm. That what's happened. But it'll be interesting to see they obviously going to the qualifiers. Uh, look, no one will want to face Calvin. Not no one will want to horrific game for me if they get Calvin, especially they get Calvin uh, in Calvin at Breffney Park. Yeah. Horrific. Um so it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. But the other championship is What's it up and running now? Yeah. And now we have we've, we've two games this week. This weekend, just to touch on, like in general for sport, is absolutely mad. Horrendous uh, if you're trying to watch everything. Yeah. Uh, the Northwest. Strap in. Yeah, the Northwest FA Cup final. Armagh v. Fermanagh. And then Sunday, Tyrone v. Monaghan. Monaghan. And the Hurlings on as well. I just forgot who it is, but the Hurlings on as well. And there'll probably be some NBA playoffs to be back on again. Everything in the world. There's just no no real need for it at all, like to be honest. Um, yeah, we will we'll look ahead to two games this weekend then. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with the Saturday evening game for Mana, uh, hosting Armagh. Two teams know each other pretty well. They do, yeah. We were there last year in the championship that Armagh managed to get through and beat and for Mana. Then they played each other twice in the league. Yeah. A draw and then Armagh came out victorious. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, McGinney's press conference after the um, league final, um, he immediately basically started talking about uh, the first round of the championship and how Armagh um, will have to play for Man again. Only his main point um, was that it won't be a crook park. Die. It'll be in uh, Brewster. Yeah, which um, 18,000 people, I think, it holds um, a much, much tighter ground. Um, and that'll suit for Mana. Not only because they're at home um, and they're used to playing on it, but they're counter-attacking for Mana. And a small ground isn't going to, you know, allow for our Mana to have an open sort of expansive um, type game that they did at Grove Park I don't know if you remember that game uh, or if you watched it um, but uh, Andy Mernon was fantastic I, I um, haven't watched the game yet where Andy Mernon hasn't been good yeah I'm not, I'm not being bad like, well, I don't know if I'm biased because I'm not from Ara but, but he's um, from Lurgan he's from Lurgan obviously um, but I, he's been he's just brilliant every game I watch him he does something and I'm just thinking that's not why he's like it's he hangs in the air for about six minutes yeah he's he's such a good figure of the ball like, uh, he looks I, tiny I don't know if I've seen you know anyone better really or, or unorthodox or something yeah something. there's obviously people better but I know what you mean it's someone that doesn't look like he's going to be good at it yeah, and he is absolutely yeah, ridiculous at yeah, it. yeah yeah but he he was brilliant that day I guess from all so, you know a lot of the Armada lads were um, now Grimley is very good as well mm-hmm. um, and Ben Creeley as well one of the young Armagh players um, Charlie Vernon obviously very good as well and biggest hamstrings in Ireland yeah um, but Armagh are quite a big side and being at Croke Park suits Armagh I think because they have these big lads with the big strides and um, they can play it in long and you know, catch up with the ball after and feed it off. 
and use the wide pitch of Croke Park to you know fully expand the wide players. Um, it'll be tougher, most definitely in in, in Brewster. Do you um, think they'll miss Jamie Clark? Um, it's a good question. I think they will. I you can't not miss that. I talent. think any team would miss Jamie Clark. Yeah, you can't not miss that talent. But I think psychologically. McGinney will have them try and not to miss him. Oh, I will. They showed in the league they didn't miss him too much. To sort of use it, you know. Yeah. All right, Jimmy Clarkson, who's going to step up, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um. And it could it could be a number of players. You know, Andy Murray is is the one who sticks out to me because he's he is that focal point. Uh, him and Grugan and Rafferty have always always sort of impressed me. Yeah, and there's a couple of you know, um players on the RMAP panel who um, have sort of made their made their way in, in the league this year um, Paddy Burns is one mm-hmm. um, who you know doesn't look like he's tiny basically is what I'm saying but nothing wrong being small he uh, you will vouch for that um, but the work rate <laughs> um, on McGinney will require a lot of work rate like, and he likes Paddy Burns um, and those types of players it, it seems to be a, a real collective again in Armagh uh, there was a times there where you know Jamie Clark was yes he was fantastic he was one of the best footballers in Ireland like honestly he's still sort of probably is like only he's not in Ireland um, but uh, I don't think Armagh in general like somebody stealing the Limelight, it's it's a collective thing, and McGinney would have had that when he played. He was one of the stars, but he didn't behave like a, a, a star or a superstar. Um, there are stories everyone knows them about. You know, Jamie Clark refusing to do leg weights because he wants to fit into skinny jeans, that sort of thing. You know, it's celebrity esque type thing. Um, but I think McGinney'd be happy enough, you know. Not that he's not happy that he's gone, but happy with the lads that he has, and he'll use what he has. And he, well, be... these lads have got him to Division Two, which is massive. Yeah. Um, and they have them, uh, in with a shout of, well, they're gonna be in with a very big shout of making an Ulster semi final, and then whatever happens in the qualifiers, they Armagh can really and truly hold their hands up and and their, or whatever and say we. You know, we think we should be in the Super 8s and this because they showed last year and glimpses how good they can be and, and as you said if Armagh get down to Crooke Park I know it didn't go too well with Tyrone but they've shown before they can surprise teams and and it's a duck of the draw or whatever then you never know I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching this Armagh team and I say that through gritted down man teeth yeah. um, I'm really looking forward to watching and you're right there is a collective that has come back they look like a team that will um like you wouldn't want to meet them in a cage, basically. Mm-hmm. The and I, I know McGinney also, and that's a play on McGinney doing um, MMA training. But they look like they would be always up for a fight, and they always look like they're always together as well. Yeah. Um, and I just think with Alexa Grugan and Rafferty and Mernon, um, they'll have too much for for Mana. Uh, it'll be a tight. It'll, it'll be tight, but I think I think our will come out, and and for Mana, one of those teams that they've got Rory Gallagher coming in now. He's in his first year. In his own county, mm. um, they got 
promoted, which is what their main aim probably aim was. And they've got the two Quigleys, which are throwbacks, like Sean Quigley's class. He's just... He, like, was it like Keith, man? Yeah, yeah, and Sean quickly talked like Fermanagh were playing Dublin or something. Was it Dublin? I think it was, and in, in the All Ireland quarter final one year at Crook Park, and he said the lads were the lads were getting arrested and whatever, and, and he was up at like one o'clock eating pizzas and playing PlayStation and all that sort of thing. And he was no no didn't care I think not occur in the world. He's a he's a breath of fresh air right. to football and the sport in general. I think we need more people like that there because we're getting robots, but that's a different story for another day. I think it will be close-ish, but I think Armagh will probably come out about four or five points. I know Seamus quickly has come back into the Armagh, or the Fermanagh fold, which has obviously added something to them. And they've got the next Corrigan and then the other quickly brother. But no, I, I can see um, I can see Armagh stopping an authority in Fermanagh again, like they did in, in the league final. Yeah. It looks as if Armagh too as well, you know, aren't going to have any... Um Major injury concerns as well, which no. um, you know, Sheridan um, looks like he's going to be back and just as well. Um, because he, he would have been missed. Yeah, uh, Kevin Das as well. You know, may not play a major part. We don't know. Um, it's but good. Just, just to see him back. Yeah, is great, and it adds to that collective that I was talking about earlier. You know, you could see when he came back during the league campaign that all the lads were absolutely delighted for him. Yeah. And McGinney, you know, came out in his press conference and said that he was as well, and he's real respect for Das, and and you know, everyone knows what he'd been through for for the couple of years that it was, and to be mentally strong to keep coming back, you know, after that to to a sport that you know, um, he's getting any money for basically. No. To to show that commitment and you know that heart to come back in, it'll sort of, um, if somebody else sees that in the panel. Well, he's doing that and, and he's been out for two years you know I'm yeah. fully fit why can't I give half that effort do you know what yeah. I mean so um, that was really really great to see so are you going for an arm I win have to yeah, yeah. Um, the other so, g- I think it'll be tight but uh, uh, I hope well, it only finished by two points in, in the league final but I, I think it'll finish maybe four or five to Arma. I think Arma. hopefully they just squig it um, well yeah um, the other game on Sunday is humongous it is maybe the biggest game in the country possibly. at the weekend well yeah, in the first round yeah in the first round it's up well May, 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 on, Galway. May on Galway and then probably yeah it would be these two although May on Galway did not live up to it at all no like and so. I think this will though I think this will be a really good game it's not on TV um, which is ridiculous it, it is and then like it's just the way it is I, I, look we could talk all day about what should be done with TV and how RTE or GA should regulate things I personally think BBC should have this game on, um, but I'm not in charge of TV rights, so I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it's not on TV. Hopefully, <coughs> pardon me, one of us will get to go up to it on Sunday. Um, it's a fascinating game. It's two best teams in Ulster, regardless of what Donegal did yesterday. Um, out and out, joint yeah. first favourites. You would have to say that, especially what happened in, in the league this year, Donegal um, and Tronan Monaghan. I mean, it didn't set the world on fire in, in no. the league. Um, and we can only sort of go by the league um, yeah. at the minute this year. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, it's the sort of tie that every other team would have wanted because um, you're avoiding those big two, definitely, in the first round anyway. Um, that side of the draw is 
don't want to sound more competitive, but it's just um, it's just a bit mad over there compared to the run that Donegal will likely face uh, on route to the final. Basically, whoever wins this game on Sunday will be the overwhelming favourites to win the whole province. Eek. Um. Well, they're going to be looking at the other side of the draw, definitely both teams. The, I'm not, because of what happened yesterday, I don't know if they'll be overwhelming favourites now. I think if we if this podcast would have started last week, we would say, yeah, they'll be overwhelming favourites. But the fact that Donegal won so well yesterday. Mm. But certainly whoever wins it uh, on Sunday will be going into it thinking, after they won it, they'll, they'll wake up Monday morning thinking, right, we've an also title um, in our hands here. Um that we can go for this and it all depends too on you know um, say I know we're saying Fermanagh and Armagh is going to be a very tight game say for argument's sake Armagh come out and beat Fermanagh by 10, 11, 12 points I'm not saying that's going to happen but Tyrone or, or Monaghan do have to think alright Armagh are on our side of the draw here and we have to dispose of them before yeah. we think about an Ulster final so and especially if it's Tyrone in the game um, obviously the the history there with Armand Throne and Throne final tell you like that um, and, and it'll be in Armagh if, if Armagh if Armagh win or it'll be in Bruce de Park I think it'll, I think it'll be it'll be in the yeah, <coughs> it'll be in the athletic grounds like which um, is a great stadium the um, best in my opinion I'd say Cook Park but. yeah um, Brand Smith will be happy to hear that yeah well Uncle Brand Smith um, yeah. just, I just think it's the best because it's it's not the biggest or the prettiest. It's just tight. It's nice and tight. Like you don't feel you're too far away from the action, and you can really feel everything that's going on. Yeah. Um. And and Tyrone or Monaghan um will not want to go there. They probably don't want to go to Brewster either. But Armagh have been very good at the athletic grounds in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just think that if if Armagh, you know, it all depends. Like if Armagh go on and put a display on Saturday night, um. They'll want to run. They will want to run. We yeah. will want to run. You should want to run. Um, and Tron, I don't think, just from talking to um, a couple of Tron fans, including Bran, McKay, shout out Bran. Right, right, right. Um, he, he doesn't want Arma. You know, he doesn't want that fixture. And it's almost as if, I don't know from what, but maybe from last year, Arma will want to prove that um, come to our backyard and, you know, which we're really about. Let's face it, they probably did to an extent embarrass themselves last year. Um, or, or else they, they just... I don't know. If, I think Tyrone embarrassed them mm. and, and more than I don't think... They were embarrassed. Yeah, by Tyrone. Yeah. Um, and certainly, um, yes, our Tyrone, our Tyrone friend, friend of the pod, who we're trying to get on, that's why we're mentioning the trampa pressure on him. Um, Brian, he certainly... Um, he, I don't think he won't fancy, as you said, he won't fancy that Armagh game no. in the athletic grounds. Uh, until it, if it does happen, then a week before, he'll puff the big chest out and he'll be all confident. Yeah. But, yeah, how, how do you, like, Lee Brennan scored 2.30 <laughs> um, in his first full go at the league. Uh, and he seems to score six goals and 20 points in every league game he plays in Toronto football. So, it's going to be really interesting to see him get a flying start at this championship. And up against a man in defence that's you know, like 
they're not the easiest defence to play against like they're one of the best in, in Ireland it, he, yes you know I'm not trying to talk like Brown down or anything but he's had a an absolutely fantastic league campaign but the league is different like the championship oh, you, well Monaghan beat Toronto in the league yeah you make your name in the championship um, yeah. you think of all of the forwards in all of Ireland in the past um, just Alexa Gooch etc Mets all of them, you know um, all made their name in the championship and he wanted even you know um, the likes of Brian Duher you know follow, just following that throne um, theme of, of fantastic forwards he wanted to emulate them but he wanted it in the championship so there's there's a lot of um, there'll be a lot of eyes on him and probably he'll feel a bit of pressure because he now you know that throne team's full talent but he probably would be seen as the main man well they're 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 looking for a talisman yeah to come in as in forward I their best player in my opinion in the forward is, is Nas Ludden mm. um, but the, certainly in terms of goals and goal getting um, and he takes the freeze as well yeah and Toronto missed a really good free taker for a while now yeah so they're gonna they didn't know Sean Calvin as well this year we keep forgetting so they're, they're gonna um, I know and, uh, you know that is hasn't really been talked about no it hasn't seen, talked about but suddenly maybe you know if they're under the cash against Mullen people might start talking about that say at half time or whatever um, but the other Calvin um, you know has been quite impressive I think um, he has he's, he's struggling with an injury this year but he, last year he was superb. Yeah, and he'll be another one wanting to step up into, you know, yes, he has been good in the leagues and the championship uh, last year, um, but now that his big brother's gone, you know, he'll... He'll step into that mantle then. And the main there. man, basically, in the, you know, in the middle of the park. Um, so the need, it's, it's a... And I read something Mickey Hart said that he feels like he has... Um, the right combination now of uh, experienced players, let's say, and young blood coming through. Um, and if Mickey Hart's saying that... Um, they must be half decent then. They must be. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. The, look, on paper, Tyrone have the better team. But... Tyrone are favourites. Tyrone are favourites. But and just on paper, because I think Monaghan have a fantastic team as well, and I think both of these teams will end up in Super Eights. Yes, I think I did as well. Yeah, um, I think Tyrone will win, but I mean, you, you never know what Monaghan will turn up. And I think I like if Donegal are waiting unless Donegal fall foul to someone in the other half of the draw, and unless our man from Monaghan can produce something going through. I think the winner of the Ulster Championship is going to come from this game. I don't think that's too bold a prediction to say. No, I'd say um, that's pretty much what everyone is, yeah. is thinking at the minute. Um, and then certainly two Super 8 contenders coming from this game. Yeah. So regardless of what happens in this game, both teams I think are well equipped to go the distance in the Super 8s yeah. uh, and get to the semi-final stage at least. You never know what will happen. Monaghan need to break that curse at some point and <laughs> get a big day out in the Crook Park Championship game. You mean think about a, a semi-final All-Ireland? Yeah. 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 Um, and, sorry, the other thing is, this, the winner of Ulster goes into the Super 8s group with, with Dublin. Dublin. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I'm saying Dublin, but the, the winner of Leinster. 
Well, yeah, unless Dublin get 30 injuries. Yeah. I'm just trying to be... No, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> don't want to write off all the lads in Leinster. I, listen, take on my Leinster, I think Leinster's... I said a brilliant championship and yeah. some of the teams in Leinster are clock. They're fun to watch. That game yesterday between... Um, or the weekend between Leash and Wexford was mad. If you haven't Mental. seen it, check it out. And there's a game like a Carlo were doing their thing again. Yeah. Um. So, no... Nah, I was a wee bit harsh on Leinster there, but listen, Dublin are going to win Leinster yeah. quite comfortably, and then they're going to be ready for Super 8s, and it's going to be the winner of Ulster, and we'll talk about that in a minute, who else we think. But let's do our, our Ulster predictions. Uh, so the games that are left, Donegal v Derry, you going for Donegal? Yeah. It seems. Down v Antrim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going for Antrim. Really? Yeah, I, I don't really that mind. That must absolutely break your heart. Um. Yeah, I'm sort of. I don't know. I, I just I just don't think Down are good enough and have been good enough, and I just unfortunately think that. Do you think Down can? I mean, Down. Last season championship was so good. Yeah. You know, we went to see them a couple okay, times. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen them at Mon- against Monaghan and Armagh, which is outstanding. Yeah, and um. Then everything just went wrong in the league and it could be just a case of league syndrome and you know it could be but like Dan would be saying let's wait for safe team here and do what we can in the championship and we'll see what we can do see how far we go and then we'll knuckle back down next year and you know try and progress because nothing at this stage between the league and the championship is going to change significantly no. in terms of approach there's only tactics. two weeks as well like. do you know what I mean yeah um, so I don't know I, I I think I think Down will win I don't know how far they'll go after that because they're in Donegal side of the draw and it's a big ask to go for Down to go and beat Donegal especially that Donegal team um, if they play like they did against Calvin and they sort of um, tighten up their defence um, which will be their only concern but um, I think Down will do the job that's not this weekend that's no it's the weekend after yeah Thomas League final again I know madness um, so I'm going to go down you're going down I, I'm going to go against the green against Bill County and go for an armor and hopefully jinx it and down win um, and I'll be absolutely delighted to hold my hands up and say brilliant down and I didn't uh, back his, but I just, I don't know, just the way they limped out of the league and the fact that Antrim had a good league, I know it's Division 4, but they still have built momentum. Yeah, that's important, isn't it? It is really important. Like, it do- doesn't matter who you're playing against or what's going on. It, it builds momentum. Like, Carlo went and won again at the weekend. Like, and, you know, they built momentum through their league. You, you've seen it happen. Yeah. Uh, and I know, obviously, it's been Calvin Donegal game as a prime example of the exact opposite happening. Yeah. But I just think, I think down are going to struggle this year um, but we'll see it'll be obviously disappointing but we'll, we'll go on with it anyway because sure the hurlers went and thumped our man at the weekend anyway so it doesn't matter alright <laughs> um, then we have Tyrone Manning we both said Tyrone Cahill don't listen uh, yeah and then we have Fermanagh our man and we're both going to go with our man I think yeah. our man and I and our, our semi-finals are going to be Donegal and well down and Antrim and then Tyrone v our man I think it'd be really disappointing just if Armagh didn't win that. I think there's a there's a sort of a collective thought that Armagh can do something a wee bit special this year, and 
if they don't win that game against Fermanagh, I think the Armagh fans will be really disappointed with that. Yeah, I think really they win that, and then the semi-final is, uh, let's see what can happen. Yeah. And then the qualifiers, let's get through the Super 8s. Yeah. Um, just on, so we think the, uh, the final's going to be done at all, Trill, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yep. Uh, your Super 8s, have you got your 8 teams? Well, we've left Mayo out of it. Okay, so I'm taking Mayo out of yours. I'll give you May. Okay. So I think it'll be Dublin, Tyrone, um, Kerry and Galway, Armagh, Roscommon, Monaghan, Donegal. Four Ulster teams. Yeah. Uh, and don't actually. Monaghan, Donegal, Armagh, Tyrone. Yeah. No, maybe not. Actually, sorry. Hot, hang on. I meant to take Donegal. Like, sorry, uh, listeners. It meant to be Roscommon instead of Donegal. No, I was coming to it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about it now. <laughs> Tipperary. That'll be Armagh, Roscommon, Monaghan, and Tipperary, and Dublin, Tyrone, Kerry, and Galway. Brave position taking Donegal after their good performance yesterday. Yeah, but I just fancy it. Donegal. I wrote it down now, I'm not taking it right. Okay. Donegal are a team I think that could build. Okay. And what they have done and, and sort of pick up some momentum that they completely lacked in the league and use this as their success for the season. Don't know, it's great to you know have so many question marks. You want question marks, I think. So you're gonna go with Donegal then, Dave? Yeah, instead of Mayo. Um Monaghan, Armagh. You're going with four Ulster teams as well, you madman. Uh, Russ Common there's Kerry, no bad here I promise Dublin. I don't even know if four Ulster teams can get there um, but sure we'll go for it anyway they can they can I think no well the Super 8 we don't, see that's the thing with Super 8 it's really really exciting but it's also really confusing yeah like who, what, how are teams going to get here and what's going on are the qualifiers the same because we don't want like can all, like four Ulster teams get into it or? I think you know it goes um, okay you make you make a provincial final you're on the Super 8 yes uh, no, if you win a provincial final. Yeah, sorry. If you win a provincial yeah. final, you're in Super 8. So, so provincial winners are going to be Dublin, Tyrone. Kerry, Galway. Kerry, Galway, yeah. Galway just put Mayo out. So yeah. they're yeah. going to win Connacht. And then I think Roscommon will finish second in Connacht. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... Yeah. And then I think Monaghan will get through. And I think Armagh will get through. And then I'm going to go for tip out of Munster. Or not. I just I think someone will put Donegal out there. I think it might be Monaghan. So the, the if they get each other in the qualifier. If you lose an say you lose an Ulster final. Mm-hmm. You go into like the qualifiers, the fourth round or whatever it is the qualifier. Yeah, the late Yeah. So you, you those four Ulster teams can definitely get in. Like, yeah, well then, then I'm, on the draw, actually. Yeah, I'm sticking with Mike. I think Donegal will lose the Ulster final and then go out of the thing before the Super Eights. And go for it. Lose two games in a row. Yeah, because at that stage you'll have had teams that have come through the qualifiers that will be flying mm. and then all of a sudden there'll be a big stop put on Donegal potentially but this law looks silly if Donegal win Ulster here um, potentially by someone and then that's where I'm thinking yeah and I do think Armagh are going to be the surprise package and come in the Super 8s and you're going to be hard to listen to yeah but um, just to let you know like based on last year and if this Super 8s format was in last year Armagh would have been there too like. mm-hmm. so and down, got off to a flying start, 
got to an Ulster final, I'd already beat Monaghan in athletic rounds, and then got chinned in Crow Park. Mm. Is it Crow Park? Uh, no sure at all mixed aren't they so you play you can play home and you can play away no so. I mean like is it Crow Park that down here no it shouldn't be because we've had such a good record with <laughs> there but I don't know what it was but they just get chinned by Monaghan after doing so well against them in the semi-final of Ulster and beating them when nobody thought they would beat them um, and then they get chinned and I think the same thing could possibly potentially happen to Donny Wall you have to remember Donny Wall are quite a young team too coming through yeah uh, we won't uh, It'll be disappointing for them, but they'll kick on again. But that's the angle for, and you're going with Dublin, Tyrone, Kerry, Galway, Monaghan, Donegal, Armagh, and Roscommon. So both gone Roscommon, which is, oh yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, we have to. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Who do you think's going to win the All Ireland? Just from Wednesday, I'll do it in the first. Do you think's going to win the All Ireland? Um, it's really boring to say. Um, Dublin are going to win it. But so that's what you're going to say. Um, no, I'm not going to say it just out of pure badness. And I think uh, Tyrone will be all around champions this year. I don't think I can say that. Like, so I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to be boring like, and say Dublin. You think Dublin? Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone is thinking that. But I'd like to see someone else win it. I would like to see someone else win it. but I would... You'd like to see Galway win it or Armagh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'd prefer... I'd prefer Dublin to win it. No, that's not true. Like, I was going to prefer Dublin to win it rather than but I wouldn't. Like. Yeah, let's, let's try not alienate all of the Ulster fans just yet, because coming up the next couple of weeks, we won't have... No, I don't, I'm not, I don't think that. Mm-hmm. I, I would I, ra- if Trone got a thing with Dublin, I would want Trone to win it. Like. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but if they lost, then we could slag the people. But yes... Um, it's win-win. Because we have, obviously... It's not going to be just myself and Brenton on the show. We'll have a couple more guests lined up. Last week, we had Cahill Carville come in to do our preview and, and different things, and... Um, it's more or less to hear about Cahill and how he'd got on and in the early 13 years or whatever as an intercounty hurler and what he's up to now, um, which is brilliant. We really appreciate that. We're hopefully going to get him back on again to talk about more things as a hurling challenge. Check out that podcast because Cahill's really, really good on Oh, he's absolutely superb. He's really, really brilliant. Um, we have a couple of other guests lined up, um, county players and ex-county players, so that'll be coming in the next couple of weeks as the championship progresses. But before we go, we should touch on the hurling because hmm. there was some hurling. Um there was a bit of a a, a ruckus, a schmozzle, <laughs> in uh, Corrigan Park in Antrim on Saturday between Antrim and Carlo. Oh, no. And three Antrim players um, have come off the worst with some pretty nasty injuries. The worst I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, Neil McManus, um, who I talked about, if, if you seen the tweet earlier, we're going to talk about Neil McManus's balls because absolutely, her- horrendously, Robert Cody decided to pull the stick on his mid-region and cause the man grievous like GBH grievous bodily harm uh, and Neil's had to go and get seven stitches or six stitches I think in that area or whatever's happened that, that's absolutely horrific yeah um, we had as well he was at Michael Armstrong he got his arm broke in more or less the last play of the game and it was there's a photo of it yeah it's it. actually the fellow's going nowhere near the place, going to draw on the man's arm. Yeah. Another horrendous decision, and like we don't need this in hurling. Like hurling's physical enough as it is, and there are times when you will get hit with a stick or whatever. And by accident, and by, exactly by accident. But it's not. It's an absolutely amazing game. It doesn't need this nonsense. And that's really, really some nasty stuff. Yeah. From Carlo, don't forget an RMA player was sent off as well for a stupidly high tackle. Mm. Um, early on in the first half, up around the neck with a stick, which again, like. A bit of common sense, but 
Yeah, horrendous um, injuries. We hope all three of the lads um, that got the injuries in Antrim get a speedy recovery, especially the two that got them from some malicious play. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you, like, the, the two lads that have been injured, obviously, are going to miss a couple of weeks, you would think. At least. With, especially um, Armstrong, he's got a broken arm with those injuries whereas the lads that get sent off could probably miss two games and then they're back again yeah. there doesn't seem to be a bit of fairness there it's it's tough because how do you can you regulate each incident individually wherein you say um, that lad's going to miss six months because of what you did you're missing six months too yeah no, we can't really do that because, you know, take the likes of Tom Parsons. It was an accident. It shouldn't have happened. But his foot got caught underneath. Mm-hmm. And it's nobody's fault. It's just one of those things that happened. So he, he's going to be out for God knows how long. Um, but with deliberate ones, then you get into what's deliberate. You know... That's the thing. I don't. There was no real... Like that's just I'm just going on what people that I know are at the game have said. So there could be a, a potential bias there from the Antrim side because yeah. I don't know anyone from the Carl side. But um, and um, what's been reported that is that it happened. There's no real clear footage. I'm talking about the Neil McManus incident where he's been struck in the midriff. Yeah. Um, and if it is the case that what's been reported and what's been said that it it was on purpose and it was a dirty strike, then I would have no issues with that player. Uh, being banned for the rest of the season because mm-hmm. I think that's an absolute a diabolical act to do on someone yeah especially if you that like I know this is like such a your dad comment but if you did that in the street if you just walk up and smash someone in the bollocks with yeah. a hurley stick in the street you're going to be in serious trouble like yeah I don't think I'm not talking for the fella be arrested here or anything like that. let's carry on but he's on his feet of play and he struck someone there should be a more substantial punishment I think for something like that yeah I agree, if, but the thing is proven that it was on purpose. Exactly. When, when you have, you know, around the fastest field sport in the world. Yeah. Um, it's very hard it's to. Up there, anyway. It's it's very hard to um you know call some of those decisions correctly and then, uh, call whether it was on purpose or not. Yeah. So. I don't know what you mean, but it's hard to. It's hard to regulate that, I think. Yeah. Um, Look, if it all... Respectively, looking at cameras, maybe, as you said, there might not be a, a great angle of it. Um, but if there was a clear and obvious angle, you know, you could look at retrospective punishment. That could be a way to go. Yeah. Um, but if there's no clear, you know, you're basing it on hearsay then, if, if there's no clear footage and you can't do that mm-hmm. um, from fans or from coaches or whatever, because there's always going to be an element of bias there. I was speaking to a, a county hurling referee this afternoon and I'm obviously not going to name him because that wouldn't be fair but he's refereed Carlo a couple of times and he said they've never finished with 15 mm. and it was interesting Carlo the manager was asked after the match on BBC Sport and I is there an issue with discipline in this team and he sort of said that there was kind of an issue but they had been working on it uh, but that had catastrophically failed yeah. because in the first half it seemed to be everything was grand and then the second half where it all just exploded yeah and I, like, we're, talking, we're not even talk about the result Anson uh, managed to fix what had happened last year in the Christie Ring final and beat Carlo this time 2-16 to 19 it did get a little bit tense towards the end obviously but Anson that's I think it's 
is it two wins from two now maybe? So they're up and running and they're flying Joe McDonough and like the Joe McDonough is a really good prize. If you win that yeah, you're, and of course second, if you finish if you lose the final, you're in a preliminary round to get into the Liam McCarthy. You're in with the big boys. And Antrim if Antrim win the Joe McDonough, they're promoted. So yeah. next year they're playing a Leinster Championship, which is only good for their hurling. Absolutely. So it's a big thing for Antrim and like I, I sorta of, in the hurling side I like to see all the hurling teams do well. Um, in Ulster like a, a, a wee bit different in football but in, in Harlan certainly um, so it was a good win for Antrim although they're going to be counting the cost of those injuries and we wish all three of the lads that got the serious injuries um, so a speedy recovery yeah. and hopefully they're back soon um, they're hard man hopefully nah, they're hardy men especially that Neil McManus one yeah. <laughs> um, there was another game they won in the Christie Ring Cup uh, between Armagh and Down Mm, don't know, I didn't hear about that. No, one. no, it, it was definitely on, yeah. And Cahill's not here, so I can say about it. Down ran out winners 6 21 to 11 points, 28 point difference in the end. Um, Arma obviously, <coughs> maybe there's something not right there, or mm. we don't know what's going on with that. Like, I, I thought it was going to be much closer. Yeah, a really convincing win. Um, from down, super from them to get kick up, up and running in the Christie Ring, and they'll be looking to try and win that this year and go up. Yeah. Because, you know, games between those two have been close, have been close yeah, yeah. up until that. Yeah. So it, it's a bit of a surprise um, on the Armagh side. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, maybe Cahill needs to go back in with the lads. <laughs> maybe that's what they're missing. <laughs> maybe it is. He'll never admit that. Like, you never know. Maybe it is. Um, we, we'll, have, um, we'll have one of the downherders, Malachi McGee, on very soon. The chat is about th- all things uh, downherder and what's been going on this year. And hopefully, as I said, we'll have more coverage with different things as the, the Leinster Championship started off with a bang at the weekend and the Monster Championship starts this weekend. So we'll, we'll get Cahill back in to talk to us about what's been going on. But yes. uh, yeah, another big week of Championship uh, action coming up this weekend. Brilliant. And we're going to see more games this year, which is always positive. Yes. we uh, Visually, we're going to go and actually watch more games. Yes. Instead of but just there's also more games in general. Yeah. There's more big games too. We'll have Super 8. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about it. We so will be there. We will hopefully be there to almost all of them if we can stretch ourselves out. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, get us on our social media pages at The Sports Babble. Um, on Twitter and on Facebook get the podcast you can get it on iTunes as well as getting it on uh, SoundCloud link and just at the sport just search for at the sports bubble thanks again for listening that's our Gaelic uh, podcast up and running um, see you again next week enjoy all the hurling camogie which we'll talk about as well and uh, Gaelic football at the weekend all the best <laughs>